All right, welcome back. 3 o'clock hour, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Sean Fain making the announcement a little under an hour ago that GM has agreed to add EV battery, battery manufacturing to their national agreement. That is a big movement in these contract negotiations. Fain saying that GM leapfrogged the pack, which means... They jumped over Ford, they jumped over Stellantis, and they came to the table with a big-time agreement. Now, here's why they did it, according to Sean Fain. The UAW is targeting the Arlington, Texas plant. What do they make there? Well, GM makes the Tahoe, the Suburban, the GMC Yukon, the Cadillac Escalade, a huge moneymakers for General Motors. And that apparently was next on the targeted strike list for the UAW. So big movement there from GM. GM has also, that uh, they did release uh, uh, a, a deal or a, 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 an offer this week. Ford did the same. And Fain made mention that there is no tentative agreement in place, but they are closing the gap. They've done more in three weeks than most people thought according to Sean Fain. He stood amongst picket signs in an Eat the Rich t-shirt, saying that they are outsmarting corporate America, or they want to outsmart corporate America on their way to a record contract, a record deal. They've also won rights to strike over closed plants. Ford agreed to it last week. That's why they were left off the strike list. Stellantis has two. GM is almost there, he says. They've won raises for temp workers. They've gotten back to the 2007 cost of living uh, adjustments. Ford has agreed to it. Stellantis has agreed to it. GM is almost there. Their, Their subcommittees are being addressed. Work rules, scheduling, enforcements, they handle that kind of stuff. And and big moves. No tentative agreement, but no locations added to the strike. Sean Fain making that announcement uh, on Facebook Live to the rank and file. You heard it here on JR Afternoon. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. We got any text there, Brian? We do. We got a couple. Uh, Jerry from Washington just says, fire them all. Okay. <laughs> Let's just fire thousands of people. <laughs> I'm sure you don't have any UAW workers in your life. It's not an overreaction. Yeah, tremendous. Here's one from the 248 area code. It says, if they're making $66 an hour and I'm struggling to pay my people 18 to 20 an hour as a small business, I don't think they need any more money, let alone a huge raise. It's not $66 an hour. They're not making $66 The same person just followed with another text says, I would fire them all. Okay. Well, okay. Good thing you're not in charge. (laughs) (laughs) What? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, let me address that last one. Um, They're not making $66 an hour. That number is what the auto companies pay per employee on average. That's out-the-door costs. That's an hourly wage, which is not $66 an hour. But that's 401K, that's benefits, that's insurance. That is the the out-the-door cost for the auto companies is $66 an hour. That's the same number as it was in 2011. 
Concessions were made by the UAW in 2007, 2008, and they've never gotten back on track, if you will. That's why the asks are so absorbent. That, that, that's why they're so big. That's why they're, they're outrageous, if you will. It's because they never got back. They never got back what they lost, and they, they, got, they veered off track, and they've never been able to recoup. 800-859-0957. But they are not making $66 an hour. That is the out-the-door cost that the automakers are paying per employee on average. Adam's in Fowlerville. We'll take a quick call. Adam, what's going on? Hey, Chris. How's it going? Hey. Hey, uh, they're not making $66 an hour, but that's average. I mean, Correct. some are making probably that, you know. Sure. Um, but with the negotiations, they're trying to, to even that out, which... It's okay. I, I believe that everybody should, you know, earn a fair share of, you know, to, to be able to live. But, I've, you know, I've been an engineer for over 20 years, and I've been in these plants, and this isn't China. These people aren't working hard. Let's go back. This is a factory job. I, I, the, I've been in these plants. These jobs are within five minutes somebody can learn how to do this job. I mean, this is – who, who, like, like, uh, 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 house guy said, um, who's gonna buy these cars when we're paying hundred thousand dollars for, you know, a sixty thousand dollar car? Well, look, Adam, you know, he, he, here's here's a number, okay? Here's what somebody like Ike Brennan, he's a former economist with the U.S. Treasury and and U.S. Congress. Here's what he said: the you the 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 UAW's demands forty six percent wage hike, thirty two hour work week, forty hours of pay. It would increase labor costs for the auto companies to the tune of 20 to 40 percent and add about a thousand dollars to the cost of producing a car. Again, is this going to happen? Are they going to get everything they're asking for? No. And Adam, I appreciate the call. But the idea here is if they're getting close, if they're getting close to these numbers, they could be seriously adding to the inflationary numbers that the Fed has been trying to stamp down for the last year and a half. 800-859-0957. In the meantime, Brett Miller, labor and an employment attorney with Butzel Law, joins us. Uh, Brett, it's good to have you. What did you make of of Sean Fain's announcement uh, just about an hour ago? Thanks for having me. I thought this was a surprising announcement. Uh, You know, it it came on a little late. It seemed like there was uh, some very last-minute negotiations going on, as he alluded to. Uh, he clearly came on to announce that there was going to be this big knockout blow yeah. in the Arlington plant. And then suddenly GM made this sort of very surprising offer uh, on, on the EV plants. My question is, of course, the devil, like with all these labor laws, the devil's in the details because that could, I mean, depending on how that's written, it very well could questionably be legal in terms of how they would unionize a plant that doesn't exist yet for employees that haven't been hired yet. Um, mm. There's some precedent to that for the Saturn plants that were built in Tennessee in the 80s where G- uh, GM and UAW kind of did something like this. But these battery plants are a whole new world. We've got uh, typically joint ventures with other entities. Um, and so you, you had, I mean, this is a really big issue of, of law and of course the business decision for GM. Um, th- this is going to be, very interesting to watch as these negotiations unfold. In terms of of what this means for for the union, 
Um, you talked about the legality of this. Is there? I mean, I, I first of all, I don't think it would be very good from a from a PR standpoint. But but what options are there for for the the OEMs, the automakers, the big three, if they if if they put this in the deal and these aren't even finished uh, facilities yet? What what options do they have? within the, the, the framework of the law? Within the framework of the law, they, they could say something like we could get a deal done where once these plants are open and the employees are hired, we'll, we'll do a card check. Go check the interest and, you know, we'll recognize your union if we have sufficient interest. Because quite frankly, these individuals, once hired, could say, well, we don't like the UAW. We want to go with a different union or we, you know, or we don't want a union at all. So there's there's different employee rights that you have uh, and a lot of moving parts on what entity is going to, to be employing them. Uh, so, you know, from the OEM standpoint, you've got to really consider those things before you can kind of really put this in a deal. And as you said earlier, they don't have a tentative agreement yet. So yeah. I mean, they're throwing this out there and it's not even part of a, a done deal. Uh, and maybe GM thought it would be, but you know, there's, Oh, boy, there, there, there's a lot of things to consider in, in these negotiations. Have you been involved in, in these types of, maybe not to this level, but but these types of conversations, these types of negotiations? Uh, yes, I have. You know, we My firm mainly represents auto suppliers. Of course, I sure. don't handle the union or the big three. Sure. No, no, no. But, but, but I we, guess my, my yeah. question is then, what, what, are, what are these discussions going on behind closed doors? I, I got about 30 seconds here. A lot of discussions behind closed doors are probably get down to brass tacks on the economics. What is it going to be? What are the numbers? And, and what's going to mortgage the future of the company versus what is the union willing to do? Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting stuff. And, yes, Sean Fain with the big announcement. We, we will see how that placates to the other automakers if they're willing to jump on board. But GM is. They're adding the EV battery manufacturing to the national agreement. Sean Fain very pleased with that. After it uh, looks like they were threatening the Arlington, Texas plant, a lot of the big SUVs, big money makers for GM being built there. Uh, interesting stuff. Brett Miller, appreciate the time. We'll talk again soon. Thanks very much. We got to take a break. More coming up next. Your calls, your texts right here on JR Afternoon.